We're back for another episode, and today we don't really have anything particular in mind except for some random thoughts that we'd like to touch on. Also, we got the drip, dude. We we are fitted out. Eight hundred dollar jackets. Yep, underwear. <laughs> Nothing else. How you feel? Hell yeah, baby. I feel good. Leave. I feel open. You know, my balls have a much better breeze now yes. than what they did before I did this. Yeah. So, and you don't get to experience this sensation often, except for when there's nobody else at your house I, and you're just walking around. Earlier today, I felt like I didn't have balls. And yes. I literally felt my penis. Go back inside my body after we got in that water. Yeah. Like, I stood up and I was like, this yeah. is a weird sensation. So, a little <laughs> bit of context. <laughs> we uh, we did an ice bath uh, yeah. just a few hours ago. Um, and Polar plunge. So freezing. I haven't done one. I usually take cold showers, like, towards the end of my showers every time. Start off hot, open up my pores, wash, wash myself off, and then finish it off on cold water. Um, but it's not even that cold anyway. It's shower water but going into a pond right before winter is like like you literally feel like you're gonna die yeah last time i did this was um last i don't know if it was december um brayden do you remember it was last december okay it was december so it was uh it was snowing and i literally like was breaking through the ice and lifting off chunks of ice to go lay in the pond and um, it's been a year since I did that. And back then I was like doing Wim Hof all the time, which is like the breathing technique that helps you get through cold exposure and stuff like that. But I haven't really been doing it all that much leading up to this. So getting into that water was like. It was hard. It was hard, dude. That's how it was for me, too, because I just started doing Wim Hof like in on the beach and I was going hard, like to the point while you where, were while you were in Florida. No, like when today. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And. I was like, I felt all the oxygen rushing through my blood. And I was like, okay, this is the time to step in. And when I started yeah. walking in, I didn't really feel it until I sat down. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, <sighs> like I could barely breathe. Oh, it was literally like, cause we were both doing the same thing. It's it wasn't you, just you start that. your, your brain is like, we literally, need to get Aaron right now. Yeah. Literally going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like sounding like a literally. monkey prepping the fucking scream. Yeah. It was. Um, it was a different experience. Yeah, man. It's crazy. And then we had a backup plan to go and jump in a hot tub immediately after mm-hmm. because it's good for you to go from the cold to the warm. And it was just after a workout, too. But the issue was is that this hot tub, when we jumped in, it was at 81 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. So it wasn't even body temperature. No. We were, like, in there just <laughs> freezing our asses off. But still, not even being in like water that was our temperature trying to warm up kind of was even nicer because it's going from freezing to just cold. And then you have to deal with that just cold and find comfort yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. And we did, we were out there for a while, you mm-hmm. know, and now I feel great. I feel refreshed. My brain's sharp, you know, yeah. but so that's the, that's the best part about doing it is it's like a reset. Mental it's like resetting your phone. Yeah. I love um, it. But it's like, like, it's interesting what you said about how being in the cold and not being freezing, but being in the cold, it gives you like some sort of comfortability with that. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but some sort of feeling of comfort that allows you even with the discomfort to be able to push yourself through it and have, have, have that experience of trying to deal with the uncomfortable sensation of being cold without being too much overboard. Mm. Um, but like right when you guys jumped out and I was still sitting in the pond, 
I was still freaking out. I still couldn't get my breath. I'm like, <gasps> and like my body would stop breathing and then I'd have to try to make myself breathe again. But eventually got to a point where I could breathe. I was just going in did and you, out, in and out. Did you do the chant with me? I wasn't Yeah, dude. Touch. That yeah. helps a lot. It does. It, it feels like you're there's like a fire in your chest when you do it. I don't know. It, when I started doing that, I was like, it okay, just feels, I'm alive. It feels like it activates some sort of like tribal energy. That like, mm-hmm. like I turned to you when you started doing it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like it just makes you it makes you mentally push past the barrier of being like, oh yeah. god, this I is too do cool. I gotta get like, out. I gotta get out next week. Yeah, we should make this like at least a once month thing. Like, especially I think in once the a week thing. That'd I mean, awesome. I'm with that too. You yeah, know, I'm I'm totally with it. Like that'd be awesome. Like before podcasts, we could before we do our recordings for the week, we could just meet up, do that polar plunge. I'm with, brains in shape. I'm with it. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. Um, but yeah, I think the ice bath overall experience was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's very beneficial. Um, it's really one but, of my favorite things. about. Yeah. Me. I think it, it really just gets the blood rushing to the mm-hmm. point where it's, it's like primal instinct. Like, how am I going to yeah. survive this? Exactly like, you don't even that. think about anything about like nothing else except for surviving, mm-hmm. and which is it's what's scary. so powerful about medi- about doing meditation or breathing techniques in the cold instead of just regular meditation. Which through regular meditation you can get to states of ego disillusion of this this beautiful state of this link between your mind and body. You feel one with yourself, one with everything. You can get Bring to the mic a little bit. Okay, closer. my bad. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get to that point through regular meditation. And, but it's, it's a lot more difficult because you have to go through the continuous process of watching a thought enter your brain, then bringing your attention back to your breath so that that thought leaves your brain and keep continuing that cycle until you get to a point where you're completely focused and in the present moment. Yeah. Um, but when you do cold exposure, you can get to like, obviously I don't know exactly how intense monks meditation sessions are because of how much time they've spent perfecting it. Their life. Their life. Yeah. And they know exactly how to do it. Um, but I, through the, I've been meditating for on and off for like around four years of my life. Sometimes I'm really into it and I'm doing it consistently a few times a day even and and then fall off, not doing it for months. But um, for some of the most intense meditation sessions I've ever had, doing a polar plunge or an ice bath or just meditating out in the snow while it's snowing, that gets me to the same deep level of meditation that I can get to when I'm spending a couple weeks on end continuously going at it. Yeah. It's crazy just because, yeah. like you said, it pushes you into rush, that moment dude. of survival of right here, right now. All I'm focused on is how I'm going to keep myself alive while I'm freezing my, freezing my ass off. You yeah. Know? It's the only thing you're focused on at the time. Um, Something I wrote down that I want to ask you is because you're such a big fan of it and I haven't had time to really dive in yet. How are you feeling about Battlefield 5? Because we touched on it like. 2042 podcast back I feel like yeah, yeah. 2042 yeah. and we were like oh my god we're so stoked like we're super excited yeah but um how do you feel about it as it released you got to play it and now you're kind of able to yeah. like really you, get into it are you planning on getting it still yeah I'm gonna get it yeah. uh probably like after the 20th and then I'll buy mm. it so yeah I mean it, it's it seems like consistently with um, modern games, every time a new big game is released, there's always a lot of hype built up about it. 
but then it's released and there are missing quality components in it and it's not the finished masterpiece that it was put out to be by the developers. Right. Um, so my initial reactions to the game were it's it's still really fun. Mm. I love playing it. And the maps are crazy. The players, the yeah, player the size is, is crazy. Nuts, dude. Yeah, there's some awesome aspects of the game, but there's a lot of bugs that we didn't think we would have on release um so that's upset a lot of people which rightfully so i mean you you have this game that's hyped up by developers you spend 60 dollars on it at least that's without an enhanced edition or anything like that you expect to get like a full your your money's worth Mm -hmm. but then there's bugs i mean some of them are literally game breaking like the game collapses and just can't that's how it was with cyberpunk yeah biggest disappointment that has come out but it wasn't their fault it was the fucking community they pushed them so hard to release that game that when it came out it was just so bad like you would just log into the game go to get into a car and that shit would crash Mm. it's like okay this is i thought you guys spent time making this so then they took it back off and by the time they re-released it the hype was gone yeah and it, I feel bad for him, but yeah, that's the di- the that's disappointing you, thing. Is sometimes like, you can't listen to the community because they're just gonna fuck you over, push you for what they want, and if it's not exactly what they want, yeah, then you're screwed. I wonder how much of poorly timed releases have to do with it simply being the community pushing devs to release A the game, ton, dude. But I don't know, man. I'm excited about Battlefield. I want to get it, get mm. into it, just because the sniping looks really good, yeah. and I'm really into sniping. They are dropping updates. Like, there's, I think they already dropped like three, and then there's like another one fixes? planned for like, yeah. Okay. There's another one planned for like this weekend. So they're probably, hopefully, gonna fix it by as soon as possible within mm-hmm. like the next month to make it way more playable than it is. Right. But, I mean, if they don't, it's like they're gonna miss that crucial window of keeping a flopped game on release relevant in today's world Mm -hmm. and if they can't meet that deadline if they don't make don't finish it in that crucial time zone time limit then i mean the game's just probably gonna flop yeah they didn't get the time they needed to Mm -hmm. perfect the game um so you ever have to take a shit and you're like let's say you're like playing video games or something like you're just busy and it's late at night you're like fuck man i gotta go to the bathroom but Mm-hmm. If I hold it, it's going to be so much more satisfying in the morning. Oh, hold it overnight? Yeah, you ever done that? No. Wow, that's a popular I, thing. I have to empty I myself. The way Reddit. I look at it is I have to empty myself before bed so that I can sleep in the most satisfying way. No, nah, because after you hold it for a certain amount of time, it's almost like it goes away. Like you're like, this shit's gone. You know, like <laughs> I don't got to go, but I could if I How many down. times have you done that? Uh, two or three. You know. Two or three. Dude, I saw it on Reddit, and people are like, "Dude, you gotta, you gotta do this. It's so much more satisfying. That's like, so... you just get it all out." I'm like, "I've uh, never heard that." But before. here's the thing: if you do it before bed, you're not getting everything out because of all the shit you ate for dinner and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I've noticed. So it's like that a in the half morning, shit before sleep, half yeah. shit in the morning. But if you put it all off to the morning, then it's a full shit in the morning. Well, with my diet. I shit about three times a day. So if Jeez. I'm not working, <laughs> Good God. If, if I'm not working, it's before work. Well, it's in the morning, afternoon, and the night. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's just my schedule. But if I work, it's in the morning, and then when I get home, and then the next morning. Because I'm not shitting at work, man. Public toilets are gross, you know? And if I'm trying to get my peace, you know, because that's, you don't want loud noises or like people blowing their nose and shit. So you just got to wait. There's yeah. nothing There's nothing like better than going to the bathroom in your own bathroom. It, yeah, 100%. Because it's like, oh my bad, the mic's far away. It's like pee freeze where you're going in a urinal and then some people come in and they're I talking behind you and then you lock up mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't piss. Yeah, it's like, could everyone just shut the fuck up for a second? Like, just let me get this piss out. I've been holding it for hours. I had to go so bad. And as soon as you walked in, I can't go. Mm, Such horrible. a pain. It's yeah. horrible. Like, I wonder why that is. Like, I don't know. maybe it's like a defense thing. Like, like, like if animal, you're peeing, like primal. I actually heard about this. Primal so, instinct. Kind of, kind of, yeah. But like, like I heard about this with dogs. Because you ever know you're watching your dog or you're walking them and they start peeing or you're just around. watching them. They look at you. And they'll Weird. sometimes make eye contact with I don't you, like especially that. when they're shitting. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm like, Braden, Braden, fact check what like... I'm about to say. But um, what I read was that it's basically um, when dogs are shitting in the wild, they look at each other to make sure that their friends are making sure that they're safe. Because when you're shitting, you're in a vulnerable state. A predator can get to you and kill you. But if you make sure that you have somebody watching you and you know that they see you shitting, you know that they're guarding you I and they can like protect you. That's That makes sense because in school, I would be taking a piss like in the stall, which is easier. And then you hear someone come in and you still don't go. And I think it was because in school, we would fuck around so much where like someone would jump the stall or like throw something over. Like just that whole friend group, everyone just fucks around. So you'd get scared. You'd, you'd have to like bend down Check their shoes to yeah. see who it is. You're like, all right, that's I don't know that person, so I'm good. Yeah, but yeah, you always got to be scared for that. People are always out to get you. Yeah, because when you're shitting, you're in your most vulnerable state. That's Dude, why stuff goes literally. flying over the over the uh, what the like walls, the dividers while you're shitting in school. Yeah, because that's like, when this that's when people can mess with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, like what are they gonna do? Stand yeah, up? It's that's, that's <laughs> so weird. Like oh, I wonder, shit. like like if our ancestors, like back in the day when. Like, we'd have, like, shit ceremonies. So, like, it's, like, like high tide. The sun's right above the, like, like right in the middle of the sky. It's it's a beautiful day. Okay, now it's time for everybody to take their shit. So, we, like, get in this big circle or something, and we make sure, like, we watch everyone and keep them safe while we're dropping our dookies, you know? That would be weird. But, but that, would be, that would be the most, like, efficient way of keeping us alive, too. You know, at when? At what point? Time? From a predator? When we okay, were like, okay, when we okay. were, when we were hunter gatherer? No, 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 like, no, no, dude, no, no. we have locks on the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we were like hunter gatherer, it's like yeah. make sure that I'm watching, I'm watching, uh, as he's taking a dookie, yeah. and making sure nobody's uh. coming to eat him. <laughs> oh shit! Well, if your dogs even look at you while you're pissing or shitting. Just to really kind of stand out and watch you to make sure you're safe they watch they watch Whoa. us too while we're going yeah. wow okay also, that's cool there's another thing that says eye contact between pet owners and uh pets and owners increase le- the levels of oxytocin and thus the level of bonding shared between the two while your pet is doing their business and looking at you they're basically giving you the most awkward hug you will ever share that is so cool wow okay i never knew that i i like this guy he's good to have in here that's a good that's, yeah, that's awesome. That is I awesome. I never knew that. So they're looking out for you when they're in their most vulnerable state. Yeah. That just goes to show a fucking dog love, man. And that also shows that since they're looking at you, they trust you enough with their life yeah. to take 
time out of their day to fucking shit. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, that's crazy. You ever think like how weird it is too when you're like looking at looking at your dog or something and they're just staring right back at you. And yeah. you'll think like, wow, they know that I have eyes I'm and they know that yeah, they know I'm yeah. alive. They know that my eyes are looking at them and that they see me I swear to looking God, at bro. them and they know that I'm thinking a- about them. Animals have souls. So crazy, I don't give dude. a fuck what people say. Animals have souls. Mm-hmm. They're just like us. I think we and, might have talked about this, but yeah. again, what is a soul to you? Um, A soul is basically like your... It's what makes a person. It's your personality and your consciousness Con- combined. Okay. It's... It's what makes you you. It's all of so a little it's bit all of a little bit of insecure. Well, not necessarily. In, it's not insecurities. It's more mm. like your morals. Mm. You lead with your morals, and that's how your soul feels, and mm. it's your consciousness. But with a dog, like I'll be petting my dog, you know, and I grab his face and I massage yeah. his head, Squish it and, and he just looks right into my eyes and blinks and looks into my eyes. I'm like, yeah. oh, you're so cool. Yeah. And you look at their pupils and they get bigger and then smaller. I'm like, man, yeah. dogs are awesome. Fucking cats, though. Pff, hate those things. You don't like them? No, oh, yeah, just today. I got the only cat I liked cat. fucking died. Oh, yeah, that yours. I yeah. love that cat, man. That dude was awesome. It was. That cat loved me with cats you I just, love that cat with cats you have to get one that that is cuddly that yeah, that loves you loves they gotta up feel on you, for you and they gotta feel for you because most cats are like fuck you you're like feed me mm-hmm. but once you get a cat that wants to spend time around you yeah because they, they feel come up for and you. they cuddle you yeah. they walk around they climb on you they exactly. walk across your shoulders when you're sitting on a couch yeah like flynn would always do mm. or flynn right yeah that's a cool name yeah but yeah, I, I'm always, I'm a dog, I'm a dog guy. I always, yeah. I love my dogs, but sometimes Me I'll meet a cat and I'm like, damn, this cat's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But most cats are. Dogs just dicks. feel, I guess like, like. Cats are like introverts and some are extroverts. Yeah. Like. What if, wait, I do don't animals know. have qualities like that? Probably. Like outgoing animals Cause, and cause animals that are more This shy. makes sense because. What's up? Oh. I feel like cats. Just have a bit more personality to go. Like each cat, like they all have different personalities. Whereas That's dogs, true. Are kind of the same thing. Generally have like the same personality. Yeah. I mean, not exactly the same, but cats just have a have a much larger spectrum. Yeah. Right. In terms of personality. Yeah. But I was thinking about this one day when I was watching Bongo look out at the window. Um, there were leaves passing by, and he wasn't barking at the leaves, but anytime like a squirrel or a person would walk by, he'd bark at them, which meant that he was thinking about what he was seeing and he could distinguish the between the fact that the leaf he was seeing was an unconscious, unconscious object that isn't a living thing that he can eat. Whereas a person he was saying would walk by knows that they're a conscious living thing that they could attack him. But and so he barks at them. So that goes to show murder. they love what murder. All dogs love to kill. And a squeaker in a dog toy is a noise made to resemble an animal in suffering. Mm-hmm. That's why they just viciously that attack instinct. those things. It is. Yeah. Like, but dude, wait, real quick, let me finish that yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. So um, this, this got me thinking that Bongo, this goes mm-hmm. for all dogs, Bongo being my dog. Yeah. Um, also cool. Name. They have the ability to think about things. And yeah. therefore, they're conscious in their own way, which is different from the way we're which conscious. Which gives them a soul. Which gives them a soul. 
because yep. they they can think and they can make decisions on what their next action should be based on the given circumstances of their environment. Speaking mm-hmm. of soul, that movie's amazing. Yeah, Pixar's we didn't soul. touch on that one. I don't when think we were we talking did, yeah. about it. That movie's so good. Mm-hmm. That is the best movie ever made by Pixar. I recommend everyone watches it. It's on Disney Plus. That movie blew my yeah. mind. I'm I would like, have to Pixar, rewatch like, it. Like the whole time but... I was watching it, I was like, Pixar made this? Mm-hmm. Like, they talk about real shit yeah. in that movie. And you don't see that often with Mm-mm. with movies nowadays, especially. Just it's in general. How do we too. get the most dopamine into someone's brain mm-hmm. so they continue to watch this movie mm-hmm. and come back to it? So we can get the most money from it. Exactly. Instead of making quality content. It's like, like instead of telling a story, it's how do we get to yeah. the fucking punchline? It's you know? it's like it's we like, want a reaction. It's like every company has now realized that the war on dopamine has been going on and we're all programmed now to continue indulging in the sources, um, the the inlets for dopamine that we constantly have access to. Our phones, Netflix, social media, anything. It's like everyone recognizes that now. And instead of making content about that, which sometimes you see do see content about that from individual small creators or like Soul, a movie like that that talks about the meaning of life mm-hmm. and toxic dreams and things like that music like getting it i love when they talked about getting in a moment where you feel lost in time the zone and a lot of people get in that whether it's not you're playing the piano and you get you lose track of time you're just sucked in Mm -hmm. and you really just start getting in that moment and the way they explain that i was like spot on like i loved it i was like this is perfect I, i fell in love with that movie i was like this is going on my list 100%. Yeah. Um, knock, knock. Who's that? And also with Soul. Wait, is- <laughs> <laughs> I was like so waiting for like, what, what, yeah. what? I just wanted to. I, I never it. hear a knock, knock joke. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think of anything. So I was like, anyway. Yeah. You know. But no, I think that movie's phenomenal. It is. It really is. Because it touches on a... It's literally revolutionary in in the meaning of it, too. Because all of, like, the modern capitalistic way of going about success and how do you become satisfied with the way you've lived your life and things like that is by having this dream of the best job that you you want. The thing that you want to spend your life doing, you chase after that, you grind for that, you grind for that, Mm -hmm. you grind for that. And once you get that, then you're going to be happy. But what the movie says is that Sure, you get to that point, but then it just becomes a job. Mm. It's no longer fulfilling your soul. It's no longer making you happy anymore um, because you have you found out that it isn't all that you thought it was going to be. And so it breaks down that that cultural nightmare of toxic belief of what it means to build a happy life, which is to grind, 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 grind. And once you finally get to this point in your life that you've been trying to get to, then you're going to be happy. That. It goes against that. Something you said in that made me think of like people with dreams, and they have these dreams, and they talk about these dreams. Dreams like dreams for like what it like what they want to do. Becoming with their life. an astronaut, doing yeah. something like that. Okay. But the thing is, is sometimes you'll see these people that are like, I want to be an engineer, but they slack off in math, and they just don't want to do it. But they keep telling themselves this is what they want to do, and then they convince themselves they're sad because. They realized maybe this isn't what I want to do, but I want to do it, but I'm not qualified. And it's like, no, that's not your dream. Because if it was your dream, you would have done everything in like everything you were capable of doing 
to get to that point and you didn't you didn't apply yourself so that's not your real dream it's just mm -hmm. what you tell yourself because that's something you always thought was your dream as a child and now moving on into life you realize school's really not it or I'm not passionate about this. So then you're hurt over it because you feel like you gave up on your dream. Yeah. But you didn't. You gave up on something that wasn't an idea and that you were in love with maybe at one time, but you didn't you always put the 100% forward yeah. to do it. So now you're just sad. Yeah. But it's because it wasn't really your dream. Yeah. It's like you down. always, like with people like this, always subconsciously knowing that mm -hmm. it's not the way they want to go. And yeah. so like, Sure, you may have the ability to succeed at math if you want to become an engineer, but you don't set yourself up for that success because subconsciously you're doing this. You're not even knowing you're doing this because you don't want to end up at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it was like when I was leaving behind my dream of engineering and working in the space technologies field. Um, it took me a while to kind of realize that it wasn't the dream I had anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was really... I had a lot of different emotional moments leaving that dream behind and deciding that I wanted to do other things or just trying to come to terms yeah, with the fact that it didn't feel right anymore. They thought of being attached an engineer. To. You grow attached yeah. to this dream when in reality it just started as yeah. a thought that you obsessed over. Because it's because it's what pulled me out of like the deepest, darkest pits of my right. childhood was the idea of being on Mars. Like. Anytime I was feeling down on myself, I would always go into my backyard and run around pretending I would have an, a spacesuit on and I would climb the piles of rocks that we had that we were paving our driveway Nerd. over. I know, dude. Nerd. I know. It's what got me out of my deep shit, dude, was pretending I was an astronaut. I cannot believe we're friends right now. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> no, but, but, but for real, like that that's what it was. And it, yeah. it was that thing that pulled me out of those deep pits. And mm -hmm. um so leaving that behind was really exactly. really emotional. But I knew that it wasn't it was serving no longer my life dream. anymore. Right. Yeah. It was no longer your dream. Mm -hmm. And you were able to realize that. And some people don't realize that. And then they just grow so attached mm -hmm. to this. And then they still have fast shit. So when they get into the future, they have a midlife crisis because they're like, I'm not doing what I love. And it's like, dude, there's so many other options. And you can get yourself into that trap real easily, too, because mm -hmm. you can tell yourself, being I'm your not happy head. right now, but that thing that I want to do that Would I know will happy. make me happy, I just got to keep working, baby. That's keep bullshit. working and eventually I'll end up it's there. It's just like the closet thing I was telling you about, your wardrobe. You get clothes, you become satisfied, then you need more. It's like when people set this finish line up for themselves, they basically get to the point where once they get there, like, let's say, I want to save five grand by the end of this month, and then you do it. And instead of saying, wow, I did a good job, I'm going to enjoy myself, it's no, it's next five grand, next mm -hmm. five grand, now I'm going to make ten, and I'm going to keep building this up. Dude, you already surpassed what you wanted to do three times. But you never turned around, looked at what you did, and gave yourself the credit you deserved. You just kept being hard on yourself, and now you're stuck in this cycle where you just keep chasing more and more and more and more. Mm. No matter what it is, money, drugs, nothing, you're going to find yourself at a point where you're broken because you're just constantly going after this. And you need to just appreciate what you have and what you got to because that's something you worked hard for. So you know, people who, like just people that I'm kind of describing this, it's like 
it's kind of just like failing yourself because you set yourself up for this success. But as soon as you made it, you started chasing more. Like you just got to appreciate what you did. I and think then that's... in the future, move on in a healthy way and chase your next yeah. goals. But take the time to appreciate the fact that you made it to your short term goal. Yeah. You know, and then keep working instead of just a... this work, 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 yeah. work. No. I think that's especially important today, given mm-hmm. if we're not doing something productive at any given moment in time, because of like, again, the way the world works here in America, you have to keep working. You have to keep working and working and working to make that dream finally come to fruition. If you're not doing that, then you get down on yourself. And that's how like I've been feeling that exact way recently because I knew I have I wanted to go down this creative avenue where I wanted to create stuff and try to make a living that way where I could actually live out a life that made me happy but I've been feeling down to myself because I haven't given been giving myself this breathing room for all the work that I've done up to this point mm-hmm. of trying hard to be an engineer and then realizing I wasn't going to be an engineer and then changing my major and then trying my best at that and then realizing but- that it wasn't for me You did the hardest thing, and that's realizing that what you were doing isn't what you enjoyed. And a lot of people push that emotion aside, and they just keep going until they get to the point where they accomplish this that they didn't even want to do. So then they're stuck at a job they don't like, they don't enjoy the work they're doing, and then they fall into this pit, and they, they become depressed. And it's like, you already made such a huge step by turning around, looking back at what you did and saying, I'm over it, you know, this isn't what I want to do anymore, so I'm not going to do it. And not a lot of people can do that. That's a hard thing to do because it feels like you're letting yourself down and you're letting other people down because of the way they look at you for the decisions you made. But in reality, none of that fucking matters. All that matters is that you made it to where you want to be and you can live every moment of your life and say, I did that. I may regret a few things, but I made right with what I regretted. And I'm happy because I acted off impulse and I did what I wanted to do until the day I died. And that's how you do it my way. Thanks, man. That was fucking... I'm just saying, you got to turn around. You just got to say, fuck yes. Mm -hmm. I was able to connect with my own emotions And fight off the negativity, trying to keep me doing something I don't want to do. It's just fear. It's just like before getting in the water today. Simon, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. You're like, dude, you got this. You just Mm got to commit. We get out there. I'm feet are cold. I'm you're looking at the water and you're like, oh my god. I'm doing doing my Wim Hof. We're just the winds making you shiver, let alone the fucking forty-one degree water. It's scary. Yeah. But you just gotta just gotta do it. You gotta gotta just jump in. Jump in, immerse yourself in the discomfort, and then sort things out afterward. Because you knew it was the best choice for you. Yes, theory. Yeah, baby. Love those dudes. (laughs) Love those dudes. I've been watching them for so Mm -hmm. long. But yep. it's awesome. This is yeah. what you got to do. One thing I think is important to discuss about this is we've identified that issue of not being not not being happy with happy with yourself or how far you may have come towards achieving your short term goals. Um, what would be your thoughts on the solution to this issue of people getting trapped in this thought cycle? Meditate. Become more in touch with. With your emotions. Mm. When you feel an emotion, figure out why you're feeling it. And then 
work your way up from there. Mm-hmm. Like it's the one day out when you were coming over when I was house sitting, mm-hmm. and I was talking to you. It was before you got there and Dylan, and we were sitting there. And I was like, dude, like I was so sad today, and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. And I was in my car, and I just kept saying, why am I sad? Why am I sad? Why am I sad? And I got to the root of the problem, and from there, I worked through it. Mm-hmm. And my day got better. And that's just it's how you do it. You got you to gotta be in touch with your emotions yeah. and know what you want. It's because and you, it might let, change you over let time. yourself experience those emotions, too. Yeah. You let yourself experience them instead of being like, pushing them away. Push I can't be away. sad. I got to keep working. I got, yeah. I got so much that I'm happy for. I got to keep working, working, working. And you push that feeling off. But the thing about feelings is they always come from an authentic place in yourself. They always come from something that's true. It's never a lie. A thought can be a lie. You can lie to yourself and tell yourself you're a shitty person when you really try your best to be a great person. We love the people around you. We treat your siblings, right? You treat your family, right? But you, your thoughts can tell you you're a shitty person. You can get down on yourself for that. But if, uh, an emotion, a feeling, that comes from, always comes from an authentic place. So like you said, if you're intact with that and you're constantly being mindful and aware of your emotions coming up and you let them you let them run their course throughout you to see where they guide you to see what you learn for them from them or what you discover after letting yourself experience the emotion of frustration Mm. then you can be guided to the point that you need to be to be happiest is if you follow those emotions yeah and when i was a kid i was an emotional kid but i never really showed it so i acted goofy and angry and then adults like misjudge me i could tell it when i was little they were like oh you know like they just looked at me different and i could feel that no one really understood me they were just like like my teacher was always like oh my god all he cares about is his hair like he doesn't give a shit about anything no it's just because i don't talk about this shit you know like i'm more of a laid-back person and there was a teacher i had his name was um uh, Mr. Warwick, I believe was his last name. Uh, and he was my teacher and he was like the only person that understood me when I was little, like no one else. I didn't even understand myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where these emotions were coming from. So I was just bearing them. So and how do you mean, how do you mean he understood you? He, he took me seriously in a way like treated you like an adult, not even like an adult. Like, I don't, it's so hard to explain. Like he, it's almost like he could read my mind. Like, he knew... He would just act in a way that made you feel comfortable and yeah, real. Yeah, like, he knew exactly... I don't know. He could tell when I was upset. Like, he could tell when I was frustrated. He was just that guy. And he told my parents, because he passed away, like, a few years back. Mm-hmm. And he told my parents, he was like, Elliot was my favorite student. Because this was in dance. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, it just touched my heart. And I don't... I, ne- I didn't realize how big of an impact he had on my life until like a year ago. And I was thinking about that. I was like, I was so misjudged as a child. And I'm, I was thinking about like, no one really got any of it. And then he popped in my head. I was like, that motherfucker understood me. He knew mm-hmm. like how, what I was thinking. He knew my mood. Like he was crazy. I fucking love that guy. That's R. awesome. He was a great person. Yeah. Having those people in your life as a young person, especially, is so so essential. It's so so essential. It's just like kids who are like part of LGBTQ. Like, that's some people are like, they're pushing this whole agenda and blah, blah, blah. But no, it's just making kids realize that adults are also feeling this emotion of like not being comfortable with their sexuality or whatever. They're like, it's being pushed on them. 
So when they see that figure or someone to look up to that's doing this as an adult and they're successful and they're not shunned for it, then they're like, I can be myself mm-hmm. and it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think being a kid and having having those people that treat you like a real person is like one of the most important essential components of growing up mm-hmm. because that's when you get to dip your toes into the water of being an adult and being your own person because right. as a kid you follow the impulses of just all the other kids around you you're all doing the kind of the same thing you're following your siblings examples um but there's a key a key part in all of our lives where we transition from being that young person that like like i i thought of this this i wrote this down in my notes a while back um it's that i thought the thought i had was maturing is the process of realizing that you are not the center of the world and i think by yeah. that i mean 100%. you know yeah you're no longer you're no longer thinking of so and so picked on me so and so did this or, you start thinking so and so picked on me because they're suffering with this mm-hmm. and you they're start realizing that so they're putting it on me yeah you start realizing that no. other people yeah, yeah. experience the same emotions that you do and mm-hmm. they experience the same the same fear as to what it means to be alive that you do mm-hmm. That nobody, none of us know what's really going That's, on, and everybody has that like, same fear. It's We're like all when the you're same walking through school, and you're like, "Oh my god, everyone's looking at the stain on my shirt. I look like a fucking yeah. idiot. I am so scared. Everyone's judging yeah. me, but no, no one, gives no a one fuck. fucking cares. No one cares. They're all worried about the stain on their shirt. Yeah, like, they're all fucking. They're all worried about mm-hmm. something with it's like, themselves. Like, you're and some not people the main will character. point out shit, but that's just yeah. because they're mad and insecure. Like. What the fuck is your point, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just that young mindset of you're the center of the world. There's cameras all over you and everyone's watching at all times. Mm-hmm. And that's a fucking scary thing. Yeah. It causes a lot of insecurities for people. Yeah. Just just got to realize it, that's just, it's gotta just be what strong. happens. It's, it's something you have to go through mm-hmm. is going through that main character phase. My kids you... aren't going through that. Huh? I said my kids won't go through that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they probably will. No, they will. No matter how, how every hard we person try. goes through, it. and some people still don't realize as adults that they're not the center of the world. Yeah, and you will find those. Not people everyone in really every matures. Mm-hmm. That's why the most important thing I learned from um, my dad was that he was a big, a big, um, what's the word, component or like pusher of the idea that age correlated directly to wisdom. Wrong. That's wrong because what I age does that. is age correlates directly to experience in some ways, but actually not always because you could be 40 and have gone through very little because you had a very comfortable life, whereas somebody that's 12 could have gone through some crazy shit that they really suffered through. Mm-hmm. So that's not even true either. The only thing – age really doesn't correlate to anything. Age is just the number of years you've Except been alive, game. but Girls. the things that you've <laughs> – <laughs> but it doesn't it doesn't mean it doesn't guarantee that you've experienced more than somebody else has mm-hmm. and um these these experiences that you can have are what push you to mature are what push you to see oh wow i'm suffering so much so and so is off- also suffering because when you're suffering that's when you learn the most mm-hmm. about who you are and what it means to be alive yep. and once you learn that then you mature because you're no longer the center of the world you're no longer the center of everything and you realize that everybody else like i said has the same questions and the same fears about life as you, that you do but if you go through a comfortable life no matter how old you are eventually it could click 
at some point, but you could go 60 years old and not realize that because you had such a comfortable life. Mm -hmm. You had people distracting you from internal suffering or you just had people protect you from that. Um, But there's really no way to really guarantee that. Everybody's different. Life is so unpredictable. There's so many variables. So there's no way I'm really predicting that. We're coming up on like 40 minutes, by the way. So all right, let me get this point. Yep. Because it kind of has to do with what you're talking about. What I said, at least. So do you remember when you first moved in at the new house? Like my mom's. yeah, Yeah, exactly. So when you moved there, we were like walking the neighborhood and these Two girls pulled up in a car. Yeah. And they were like flirting with us heavy. And we were freshmen. And we were flirting back as much as we could at the time. <laughs> and they were like totally into us. We were for just no these 16 year old kids. And they pull yeah, up, they're we driving. And we're like, no, yeah, we were like fucking 14, 15. Yeah, literally. And they pull up driving and we're like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. And then they're like flirting with us. And, and they're like, we should all hang out. And we're like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, game. What schools you guys go to? We're like Evergreen. They're like, oh, really? What grade? And we're like freshmen. They're like, oh, and we're like, oh, fuck, we shouldn't. Have said <laughs> yeah, that. and then they and then they did. Drove, and yeah, we're they like, did. Fuck this, you know. Yeah, but I was just wondering if you remembered that. Oh was, yeah, I do. That's something I thought about driving over to your house today. I was like, oh my god, yeah. I wonder if he remembers this. No, I do. But, yeah, that we was should crazy. get to wrapping it up, you know. Um. Any last words you want to say? Um, really nothing. I mean, I think I covered everything that I, mm-hmm. besides uh, some I want that I wrote down was why does sneezing feel so good? But we can put that off for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll put that one off. That's an important but topic. For, it's so important. Like, yeah. why? Why it's is sneezing amazing? Most, it's one of the most satisfying things that your body does naturally. Dude, for real. Let's, it's like we, when you lose that sneeze, you're like, fuck. Yeah. Damn it. Yes. It Damn burns. It. it literally burns. Yeah, you're like horrible. Anyway. But. Yeah, we gotta peace, close love, this and out. hair grease. I hope everyone Word. has a good day, night, you know. Love and you. We'll catch you next time. Oh. Bye. Ooh.